You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is Michael with the Keys and Anklets podcast. Um, I'm here today with another installment, and I have an interview for you today. Well, actually, a conversation. Uh, with me is Miss Kay. Why don't you say hello to everyone, Miss Kay? Hello. <laughs> now, if you detected that little accent in her voice, this is actually my first uh, international conversation. Uh, Miss Kay and her husband are from the UK, so I'm very excited to, to have them on the show. And just to kind of give you a little bit of background, they are in a hot wife dynamic. I know sometimes people kind of get confused between the two, and I try to find representation from both sides of the aisle. So they are representing the hot wife side. So just to kind of get started, why don't you tell my listeners how long you and your husband have been married? Uh, We've been married for eight years coming up this year but we've been together I think 13 years unlucky for some as they say (laughs) (laughs) okay so knowing each other for 13 married for eight yeah okay and again to give my listeners uh, an idea you guys are parents right we are yeah we've got two young kids okay so your kids are at that age where you pretty much they require you know around the clock type of care like they're not the age where you can just go away for a weekend and leave them home no sadly not <laughs> <laughs> okay wonderful wonderful all right so let's get into it so like i said earlier you guys are from the hot wife side of things so kind of take us, us back in time a little bit uh you and your husband how did you guys meet um, we actually met um, when we were studying. We were both studying at the same university. Um, we were both in relationships, long-term relationships at the time. Um, and then, yeah, it just so happened that um, we both were dumped <laughs> um, within sort of 24 hours of one another. Oh, we wow. were already, okay. Yeah. But you could say it was written in the stars. Um, but we, serendipity? <laughs> yeah, possibly. And we were already quite good friends because we, I say, we'd been studying and we'd done a lot of work together. So we knew each other really well anyway. And it just sort of, yeah, naturally progressed. Okay. That's a fascinating story right there. I, I, I love hearing how people kind of, kind of came together. So you dated for several years and then you got married. Yes. Yeah. So in all of that time, would you classify your relationship as pretty much just vanilla in the sexual context of things? Definitely, yeah. So there was no kink at all, where like even mild kink, like toys or anal or role no. play. Was there any of that, or it was just pretty straight up and down vanilla? It was very much vanilla, definition of vanilla, and you would have seen sort of mine in his face, really. Not through his <laughs> lack of trying. Um, right. but I was, uh, and that was always one of the things he used to, oh, he would always ask me what was my fantasy. And I genuinely just res- would always respond with, I don't have one. Um, and yeah, it just turns out that say 13 years down the track, I discovered that I've got a, <laughs> a very unusual fantasy, it would seem. <laughs> so let me ask you that, that brings up a unique question. 
So at the time when he would ask you that question, you genuinely felt as though you did not have a fantasy. No, a all fantasy. I, no, so, I would sort of, yeah, I would just sort of, sort of, I would sit there trying sort of to rack my brain, and like the only thing I could ever think of was um, almost that moment from Top Gun when the two of them go to the bar and then start singing. Um, you've lost that loving feeling. I was like, should that be a fantasy? Um, dressing <laughs> up, I don't know. And but that honestly, that was the image that would always pop into my head. And I was like, um, no. So when you fast forward a little bit to where you are now and you're much more in touch with your sexual side, do you yeah. still think that you did not have fantasies back then? Or was it more or less that you didn't even really know what a fantasy looked like, but you did have something that resembled a fantasy no I, I genuinely don't think I did I've, I've always been open-minded um but I've always sort of gone with the flow and even now when sort of I'm with balls and they say well what's your fantasy again I'm still a little bit like well I don't really know until I'm in that very moment and obviously we're in the act I I don't know what I sort of what I what I want to try in that moment it just goes with the flow and sort of sees where the mood takes me okay i hear you on that so when you talk about the vanilla aspect and yeah. you know prior to you guys getting together or even before this lifestyle into the picture there was your relationship was devoid of any kind of kink um yeah. did you ever masturbate like was masturbation a part of your life at all or you didn't even do that no i didn't even do that i sound very boring <laughs> my halo was, <laughs> was gleaming <laughs> No, you're fine. Like I said, we, we, we all have to start somewhere. And that's what, to me, that's what makes the journey even more exciting when you can kind of see where somebody has come from and how much they've progressed into this and see how much they've changed. So don't, don't, don't feel bad in, in, in any way, shape or form. Okay. Trust me, there are, a lot, there are a lot of people out there who are nodding their heads right along with you. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now fast forward, you know, you, you're married. How long were you married before he mentioned this to you for the very first time? Um, like, so how deep was, into your marriage were you? Well, I say we're married eight years this year, and the conversation happened last year, so just before our seventh um, wedding anniversary. Okay, so before your seventh anniversary is right when he mentioned it to you the first time. Yeah. He, up to he that point. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, um, I was just going to say he had mentioned it sort of previous, as in a few months before, but I actually remember clear as day um, on our wedding anniversary, we went for drinks and he had shared, and by then I had had the experience with um, the first bull, which was a friend of ours, but he actually raised the conversation when we were on our wedding anniversary about wanting to sort of sign up to some sort of website so that we could actually find new balls. Okay. Now, I'm sure that for my listeners that just heard that, they, they probably got a little bit confused there. So let me back up and kind of spell it out for them. So you're saying that on your seventh anniversary, he had said something, but you had already had your first hot wife experience by then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I want to go back before then. Okay, and, so I'd say it was six months before our seventh wedding anniversary. Okay, it was when he brought it up for the first time. So what? Uh, my question now is, before he brought it up the first time, 
Yeah. If I would have asked you this question the day before he brought that meeting, at this point, you know nothing about hot wifing. You know nothing about his fantasy to share you or anything like that. If I were yeah. to ask you then, how would you describe your sex life? What would you have said at that point? Like, what was the status of your sex life at that point? Fairly non-existent, if I'm honest. Okay. So it was primarily just it's seen by you as just a way to have kids. <laughs> like we yeah. have sex have and kids. special occasions, wedding, right. <laughs> birthdays, and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, so it, was, uh, it was like the special china, something you broke out on special occasion. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, you and I, you know, obviously we had a conversation prior to this. And, yeah. you know, just kind of me gathering some background information. So... Uh, the occasion where you guys had the conversation in bed at night was that the first time he had ever brought it up to you yes yeah okay I personally I think that's a fascinating story so why don't you share that story with my listeners as far as how he first brought up the subject and make sure that you set the scene because I, I find that highly enjoyable Okay. Um, so it was just a normal sort of typical night. The two of us had settled down to bed. The lights were off. Um, and it was that usual moment of he was wanting to get a little action just before bed. And I just was not interested. So I did the usual sort of rolled away from him. So my back was to him and he was still sort of just pouring at me a little bit. And he often would sort of start to nuzzle at my neck, knowing that that was normally a surefire way to to ignite me but I just wasn't mm -hmm. interested at all that night it'd been a, a chaotic week um with work and the kids and I just sort of said no and I knew very well that I had like he was feeling rejected and that in a way many even less inclined towards it it was almost putting a sort of pressure there for to somebody doing it to be this yeah and so therefore it sort of made me want to not be even more um, and then there was just this sort of static sort of atmosphere in the air it was quite clear that both of us wanted to say something but didn't want to because we knew that quite possibly it might end up in one of us getting cross or hurt or uh, so we've not ever really been a couple to argue but it's like actually if if he said the wrong thing it would be like sort of step on a mine I would probably kick off and vice versa but it was, it was very obvious there was something that needs to be said. And he just turned around and said, hey, man, I'd be lucky to have you. And I did my usual sort of just, yeah, I'll, I'll, whatever. That's very kind of you. You have to say that. That's my normal thing. My normal thing. You're biased. You have to say that because you're my husband. Um, and he was like, no, genuinely, any man would be lucky to have you. And I sort of, that, that piqued my interest a little bit. I was interested as to what he actually, meant by that so I sort of dug a little deeper and actually said well explain and he just sort of started to list friends who in the past had sort of said things about sort of where they said ha that they found me attractive and that sort of making jibes at him like oh she's out of your league all those sorts of things um so he went through them and again I was just sort of dismissing every every sort of guy that he mentioned I was like oh yeah whatever he would say that he's your best friend and so forth and then he mentioned sort of a a friend who was more of a distant friend but was still close just because of geography he was no longer 
that close. Right. And I don't know why, because it was never one of the friends of his that I showed any interest in. But for some reason, I think it was the distance made it a little, felt a little bit sort of safer. I pushed it a bit more. I said, well, which friend? And he started to say, and he actually confessed to having had a conversation with this friend. And they and this was sort of years before they discussed that if he had an opportunity to share me with him, he would be happy to do so and the friend would be more than happy to oblige. And that sort of was how he, he introduced me to it. And I sort of obviously at first was a little bit confused and sort of wasn't quite sure what he meant by sort of sharing. I was like, as in, do you not want to have sex with me anymore? You want to sort of pass me over to your friends? And I was a bit confused. And right. then he start, and then he started to explain it a little bit more. He started to explain the kink and how that there's a whole world out there of people who get off with their sort of partners, their wives, etc., having sex with other people in front of them. Okay, and this is all going on that night in the bed when you were laying there with your back to him. <laughs> yeah, by this point, I had sort of rolled over because of. I actually did fa- find myself. The more and more we were talking about it, I actually could feel myself um, becoming aroused by it. And bearing in mind moments before, I was completely adamant to the fact that nothing was going to happen physically right, that yeah, evening. Like we said yesterday, the store was closed. You were. It was massively, but it was sort of. <laughs> It was like the shopkeeper was loitering at the open or close sign. We was not sure whether or not to open back up. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he's telling you about this for the first time, aside from like what it sounds like is like cause people react in different ways to it. When yeah. they hear it for the first time. Some people are dead set against it. Like they're they're almost offended by it. But it sounds like for you, there wasn't any kind of offense taken it was just you weren't clear on it yeah. like, why would you want to do this like you weren't mad or angry or like I said or offended it, but you know you just kind of think like well, like you said what exactly do you mean by sharing me you know is it that you don't want to have sex with me yourself yeah you know like you were just trying to get clarification on it and the idea even if you didn't fully understand it the the mere idea of it excited you right away it did yeah and, and actually it shocked me the fact that i didn't i i felt like i should have been angry as he was talking to me and we were t- starting to discuss it i i kept thinking well why aren't i angry I, everyone probably would be cross or as you say offended but i just genuinely didn't feel any of that and that started to confuse me more the fact that i was already like I'm okay with this idea. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's like I'm I'm very fond of of saying, um, and those who have listened to a lot of my episodes are probably tired of hearing me say this, but it it, it bears being said. Um, we like to think that we control what turns us on. I think that helps us sleep better at night, thinking that we control that. Yeah, but I firmly believe that the reality of the situation is that we don't. You know, we hear something and it either clicks with something inside of us or it doesn't, you know. Um, and I think that that was what you discovered that night was he yeah. presented this to you and he, ha- he had no way of knowing how you were going to react to it. I mean, you, you know, we know what he hoped yeah. would be your reaction <laughs> to it, but, he, you know, he, he had no way of knowing. And 
So he spilled the beans and he told you. And like you said, you even surprised yourself that not only did you not get offended by it, but you, you actually got aroused by it. Yeah. You know, and I, I can only imagine how confusing that was to you in that moment. Like, wait a minute, you know, to go from, like you said, being as ultra vanilla as you had been all the way up until that night, until that yeah. moment when you were in bed, you know, prior to that, you had a very vanilla mind when it came to sex. Yeah, definitely. And yet there you were, you know, never having talked about fantasies or anything, but yet there you were with your pussy getting wet when he was telling you about fantasizing about seeing you fucking another man. Yeah. And I find that fascinating, <laughs> you know, because it, it was it was almost like this sudden change for you. Like this door had just been opened and as I always say, a wet pussy don't lie. You, know, <laughs> you can say whatever you want out of your mouth, but a wet pussy does not lie. It's true. And I'm actually going to say after the conversation, we actually had one of the sort of the most passionate um, sort of session that we'd had in such a long time. And actually in the, my blog, I even sort of referred to it as the fact that for the first time in a long time, it felt like I was fucking my husband as opposed to making love to him. Now, was that, you said the first time in a long time, but was that night the first time that you really felt like you knew the difference between fucking and making love? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Wow, that's, 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 that's fascinating. That it, because one of the things that I often uh, say to husbands when they ask me about this is I tell them that, you know, you can't just tell your wife that, this turns you on you have to give her tangible ways so that she can feel how much it turns you know turns you on so that she can have that confidence that wow okay he really is into this yeah and for you it all happened in that first night you know for you you know the the level that your sex went up you know went up to when this had been talked about showed you almost immediately like wow okay this really does turn him on like like it was like fucking a totally different person for you yeah it was like going back to sort of the first time we got together back at like university it was sort of that right. excitement it there was a, it felt new there was a side to it that was sort of uncharted territory we were sort of definitely our relationship had gone into new territory wow okay so you go to sleep that night after a, a wonderful experience with your husband. Yeah. And then you wake up the next day. Now, was there a part of you where you like, okay, was that a dream? Did that actually happen? You know, because like, obviously, it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Like, now what? Like, okay, the cat's out of the bag. Now what? So how did you approach after that? Well, we, we sort of woke up as usual having had our heads jumped on by the toddler but after the children had been sort of quickly dismissed we had a very very sort of brief are you okay um and I felt absolutely fine I again I felt like when I woke up I should have felt like I just had a sleazy dirty sort of one night stand with someone and there's that regret in the morning when you actually see them in the the light of day but I didn't it just again it sort of felt normal and then the next eight night the same sort of situation happened we were in bed and straight away 
um he, we started talking about it and then the talking again turned to arousal and then I delved deeper and then again it ended up being a really physical night okay so you had been talking about it you saw how it affected you both you saw that it aroused him you felt that it aroused you so obviously you were both turned on by the idea yeah how did you get to the point where you made the decision of okay let's move forward with this like how did you arrive at that point where it's like okay let's actually take a step towards making this you know this fantasy a reality well as i sort of said the thing was that the the bull in question was someone who didn't live local anymore um so there was always that sort of safety when we were discussing it but then it uh, turned out that there was um, a big sort of friends function sort of coming up and he was going to be back for the event and so the question was raised would you like to see what happens when he's back and I was like okay and I think this was only really a couple of months after that first conversation so everything did actually move quite quickly um and I say he was back for this um sort of this party um and at the time was single so we were like well we're not going to hurt anyone we obviously didn't tell anyone but right we sort of set the wheels in motion. The two of us started texting. So me and um, this bull, we started texting. And obviously we've been friends for quite a while. So that's not unheard of for us to text. But it wasn't a, just a sweet, innocent, vanilla text anymore. Right. Even there were innuendos and it was sexual in nature. And you were crossing what were before boundaries. You were now kind of freely crossing them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And sort of I sent photos and he sent photos and it was quite clear that we were definitely sort of going down the rabbit hole (laughs) right okay so let me let me ask you this going back to your husband yeah as you're going through this period and you know you're like before anything actually physically happened but you're texting you're sending pictures you're having you know naughty conversations yeah what happened with your sex life then Oh, it went from non-existent to just sessions sort of every night. It was very much we'd gone from, as I say, the sort of a typical rather stale married couple with young children who were just normally too exhausted, whereas actually we'd sort of gone to a salacious appetite. Mm-hmm. And it was quite even sort of common friends at work sort of noticed that there was a difference in the two of us, that we were both... Um, just seemed to be a lot happier and a lot more sort of relaxed. And I do put it down to the fact that actually we were having a sex life again. I'm, I'm very glad that you said that because one of the things that I've said my, you know, pretty much my entire adult life, even before I got into the lifestyle, was whenever I meet people and they say that, you know, a, a good sex life with your partner is not important, I always say, you know that you're talking to somebody who doesn't have a good sex life. Yeah. <laughs> like anyone, anyone who is married or has a long-term partner who has a thriving and vibrant sex life, they will tell you in a heartbeat how important it is to the overall state of their marriage. 
like they don't they don't downplay it they don't they don't minimize it like they will tell you quickly like oh no it's extremely important yeah and it sounds like for the first time in your marriage and in your friendship that you were coming to that realization like you were starting to see oh so there are benefits to having you know a good sex life where you said before you know you you were kind of exhausted and you kind of had the you know maybe once or twice a month kind of thing and you you were always able to excuse it away well I, I work too hard and I'm tired from dealing with the kids and but yet I'm sure once this Pandora's box was open, you were still working just as hard. It wasn't like your kids became easier to deal with. Like, in other words, you still (laughs) had the same level of responsibility on you, but you were now motivated. Definitely. Yeah. And you weren't making excuses not to do it. Like, even if you only had five minutes, you were making the most of that (laughs) five minutes. Definitely. You know, and so I just, I just think that it's, it's fantastic that you both had that realization and which leads me to my next question aside from this just the purely physical aspect of you two you know having sex far more frequently how did this and i'm just talking about just like the texting and sending pictures face like you hadn't even really done anything yet but how did this bring the two of you closer like what did you notice about your level of intimacy and your connection with your husband I think it was the most that we were just being a lot more honest with each other about that side of things. We've always been, we are best friends at the end of the day. We know each other's, we know each each other's thinking all the time. But there was sort of the wall that had gone up in the bedroom was crumbling down and it was, and it was tumbling down as a result of us just talking about it. Um, He was sort of asking me questions to sort of see, why I did have the excuses and a lot of it did come down to sort of my own typical sort of female insecurities and lack of self-confidence The by the conversations he was sort of building me up and at the same time getting these text messages from another guy who was also giving me the same sorts of compliments it was just lovely but it again it sort of just reaffirmed the love between me and my husband because obviously I was getting these messages from this bull which was thrilling and incredibly exciting and erotic but I was still having the love of my husband sort of on a daily basis and at night so it was I think it's just it has made us far more closer than I thought and we weren't I wouldn't say we were distant beforehand but we were physically right. we become physically distant right but and I don't I just, want people to get the impression that you guys never talked or anything like that. But no, just, no, no, no. I think it's it's human nature that people who are together for a long time and they're dealing with, you know, work and kids and that, you know, that sex kind of gets put on the back burner. Yeah. I think that that's very common in a lot of couples who are not, you know, in the, you know, in the lifestyle. So I don't think, I would hope that no one gets the impression that you guys are just kind of drifting apart. It's just that, you know, sex wasn't a priority. No, and neither one of you really deemed it as essential. It was almost like a luxury. Like, oh, we don't really need it, you know. And then you kind of went through this phase where you you kind of both discovered that you know what? It is a necessity. Yeah, and I think that was one of the re that's was what did cause the tension initially between the two of us was that in terms of before all of this happened, my husband has always been very physical. And for him, sex was 
a huge part of was an important part of the, of the relationship whereas I was that person you were describing earlier who would tell people say oh no sex isn't the be all and end all it's it's a nice part of things I was that person I was the one who was sort of in denial because it wasn't happening um, right. whereas he was always wanting yeah and that was sort of my awareness of that was what was putting pressure a lot of times on the two of us because of me knowing that he had the appetite so much more than I did I felt like I was fading him because I just couldn't match it whereas now I feel, I feel like I equally match him yeah in the if not more so now <laughs> now not to get too far ahead because I'm trying to keep things pretty linear here, yeah. but are you surprised now at the at the sexual appetite that you have? Um, I am and I'm not. I am in the fact that it's, it is active, but I think I have always deep down had the appetite and I've always been aware that of my sort of enjoyment and I like to think my skill <laughs> um, and I think now that I feel more practiced in it recently um, yeah I I definitely I feel like I am now where I was back when I sort of first started having sex as a sort of a young adult right okay so you so you let's kind of get back to your journey so you've been texting with him you've been exchanging pictures okay so the day is approaching, you know, because like, like what I always say to people is, you know, you build up to something, you build up to something, you build up to it. Eventually, almost like a child at Christmas, like you look at the calendar one day and it's August <laughs> and you're, you know, you're, you're checking off X's and X's and X's. And then next thing you know, it's Christmas Eve. Like the day <laughs> yeah. you've been waiting for is tomorrow. So what was it like when you had that date? Like, okay, he's going to be here on X date. And it is the night of or the morning of said date. Like, what do you remember about that day when it was about to make that transition from something that was just kind of talked about and teased with to, oh, shit, it's happening today? <laughs> uh, I think you just summed it up there. Um, that was definitely going through my head, the, oh, shit, what am I about to do? But whilst obviously there was a hell of a lot of nerves, I was there was a I was scared. I was nervous. Um but the excitement was just intoxicating. Um, it was so I, I was I was clock watching all day. It was it was going to be happening um, in the evening. So obviously mm -hmm. getting rid of the kids for the night, and it was happening in our house, um, which I think for some people is probably quite un sort of unusual for a first experience. But being that it was a friend, it felt the right place to be. Um, right. I wanted to be he, so he had been in your home before. Yeah, like several okay. times. Um, but obviously, knowing that this visit was for a whole different reason. Right, uh, absolutely. But, what, but it was, I was sort of just clock watching, sort of almost wanting time to go quicker so I could get to that point where I needed to start getting ready. And it was, it was just intoxicating how exciting and erotic and arousing it was. What do you remember about getting dressed for that like he hadn't arrived yet you were trying to decide what to wear like what do you remember about that moment or those moments when you were trying to pick out 
okay, what am I going to wear for this man? Well, I didn't pick out my outfit. I couldn't decide. I was being um, typical me and was sort of just dismissing every outfit that I had. And my husband was like, no, wear this. And actually, he's always been the best dresser of me. He's always bought me the best outfits. He knows me. He knows my figure um, and how to make the best of my figure. Um, So he actually chose my outfit. I, however, chose my underwear. Um, I wanted Mm. to choose my lingerie. But even that, I couldn't decide. So I did take a picture and sent it to the ball and said, which one would you prefer? Um, So I suppose, yeah, I didn't have much control at all over the end. But I can remember everything. And I remember the shower beforehand and sort of taking that time to myself in the shower to sort of process what was about to happen. Because if there was that bit of me that knew that it could go two ways. Mm -hmm. And they were two very, very different ways. It could have gone, in, obviously, the way we all wanted it, and but it could also ultimately have destroyed a friendship. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it could have gone totally but, sideways. Yeah. I mean, you were taking, you know, a huge risk with that, yeah. especially involving a friend. You know, there yeah. are some people who, you know, there are two camps on that. Some people think it's a great idea, and you'll find people who don't think it's such a great idea. You know, personally, I just think it comes down to each individual scenario. I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way. Yeah, definitely. But let me ask, let me ask you this. That day, do you remember, like, were you aware, like, wow, my pussy has been wet all day? Like, was, it, <laughs> like, was it like a heightened state of arousal for you? Yeah, it wasn't sort of... I wouldn't necessarily say it was down to the the moisture of it, but um, I was just really aware of that part of my body all day, sort of just walking around, getting ready, sort of trying to distract myself. I was just very, very aware of that particular part of my body um, and knowing what was going to happen. It was definitely, there was just a heightened awareness of everything. Mm -hmm. Now, this friend of his, had he ever had any prior experience doing anything like this or was this a first time for him too it was a first time for him too okay so he'd never been with a woman in front of her husband before no but it had been always been a fantasy of his but okay as i say he had never done it he had done his own sort of research i since found out um he'd started he'd like watched porn and like the two of them like my husband and he had discussed it and that's where the initial conversation years ago had had come from when the two of them were sharing fantasies right okay so he arrives it's going down um yeah when was the last time that your husband checked with you like was it before he arrived like hey if you want to back out of this just let me know like did, when did you have that conversation before he arrived kind of that hey it's almost game time if you want to change your mind it's okay constantly he was doing it all the time um he was constantly sort of checking in not in like an overbearing or pestering way but it was nice to know that he was aware of it because ultimately i was about to fulfill his fantasy he could have quite easily sort of said nothing and just thought she's just going to do it but you no, know, he checked in constantly, and when we sort of got the message that he was parking and he was going to go out and meet him, he actually came over to me as I was sort of sat on the sofa trying to be 
sort of look cool and together (laughs) not like I was horrifically nervous but he came over to me on the sofa and sort of we had that moment where he did actually say look we don't have to do anything this is entirely up to you um and we had a kiss and um he had a grope (laughs) but um (laughs) it was it was just sort of our that reassurance for both of us that we were both because ultimately I turned around and said to him same I said are you ready because he was the one he was going to be watching at the end of the day right um and then he walked out of the house to go get him and again I was sort of left on my own for sort of a couple of minutes which felt at the time significantly longer um (laughs) and I was I was just I was just sort of sat there going oh like busy myself with my phone let's have a look let's just make it look when he comes in like I'm not sitting here waiting and I'm just like no whatever yeah hi (laughs) okay so he comes to the door now obviously everybody knows what everyone is there for so there's no need to be coy but since he was a friend was there small talk for a little while did you guys have dinner and a couple of drinks first or was it like immediately right into it no there was small talk um sort of he came and like sat next to me on the sofa and it was oh it was incredibly awkward in that sense in the fact that as say we were so obviously but I'd seen this friend thousands of times we've hugged thousands of times and never thought anything of it but this moment of just him sitting on the sofa inches away from me um knowing what was about to happen it was really not only that but you, uh, at this point you've seen his cock right <laughs> yes yeah and he's seen and he's seen you <laughs> Not saying that he never saw pictures of you before. Maybe your husband showed a picture, but you knew at this point, you knew that he had seen you. Yeah. And he knew that you had seen him. So I can imagine how awkward it must have been because you're at this time, <laughs> you're, you're still technically like regular friends. Yeah. But you just know a lot more about each other. Like you hadn't <laughs> really officially crossed that line yet. No. So it must have been like extremely awkward. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> it really now, was. I say the two of us were sat on the sofa and my husband was sat in the armchair sort of across the room and I just couldn't I couldn't look him in the eye because if he just looked like a child who was waiting for Father Christmas as you say to sort of just suddenly appear. Um, Your husband did. He was he was watching us so intently but so (laughs) eagerly and I was like just stop calm yourself. (laughs) Okay, so now walk us through. Like, when did things ratchet up? Like, who broke the ice? Like, okay, we're 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 on the runway. We're taxiing down the runway now. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's 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 happening. Um. So I very very quickly um downed a drink to get some Dutch courage. Um. But we were sort of sat there. We were all having a drink. Um. I say we'd been doing small talk. And then my husband was like, oh, did you, uh, have you noticed her trousers? Because I was wearing like leather effect trousers. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, have you noticed them? And to his friend and his friend said, yeah. And he went, oh, you should touch them. Um, and that was basically, that was the green light. So he then, <laughs> his friend then basically placed his hand um, on my thigh. Um, and then sort of he moved it towards my inner thigh. Um, and then sort of moved it up my leg. Um, 
And then again, I just hear this little voice from across the room sort of go, why don't you kiss her? Um, (laughs) And that was it. We then sort of went in for the kiss. And I was sort of expecting to then break the kiss and be like all giggly and like a schoolgirl and like, oh, my goodness, what's just happened? But no, the kiss (laughs) went to a very hungry kiss very, very quickly. And it was very (laughs) where we were going to go. So at that point, you, you know, you felt something that I'm not going to say was more intense than what you had ever felt with your husband. But with your husband, even when you went through that period of reconnecting and like you said, you discovered fucking instead of making love, it was a combination. It was, it was this physical hunger with the emotions that you felt for this man. This was your, but this is your best friend, your husband, father of your children. So those emotions are always going to be tied up in anything that you do with him, no matter how passionate it is. It's a mixture. Whereas this was pretty much just raw, you know, passion, just animalistic, sexual. And this was probably like the first time you had experienced that. Definitely. What do you remember about like those rush of feelings kind of flooding you in that moment? The thing that shocked me the most probably was the fact that I was so incredibly sort of in that moment. Like I almost got in a way that my husband was still with her because it was so all about the physical. It was sort of wanting to, it was almost like movie, like just wanting to be each other's clothes off and get straight to to the fucking really it was so carnal and sort of base in the fact that it was just all about the physical and it really was and I had to keep reminding myself as I said that my husband was actually sat across the the room and then suddenly when I did I was like oh actually I've got to put on a bit of a show as well Um, (laughs) it needs to be entertaining and I was like I've got a and I like to think I've got a reputation that I want to um, keep up. And actually, we had a bit of a competition um, going on because I'm naturally very competitive. Um, and as was the ball, when we did, there'd been quite a few jokes on the morning saying, oh, who will come first? Right. Uh, and I said, well, it won't be me. And so that was playing in my head. I was like, no, it can't be me. I said it won't be. Um Turns out it was my husband. <laughs> um, the wild card in the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it was just intensely physical. Okay. So, okay. So you were saying that your husband lost. <laughs> He's the one that came first. <laughs> he did. Okay. And was this all happening in the living room or had you guys moved to the bedroom by now? No, um, it was all in the living room. Um, oh, so everything went down in the living room. Everything, yeah. And I don't think we ever did. did we? No, we did. No, I'm just trying to think. Did we move upstairs eventually? No, we didn't. It was all in the living room. Okay, so the the the, the foreplay has, you know, is progressing, and so then you have that moment where. You know, you've been with your husband for X number of years. You've been faithful to him. He's been faithful to you. And now all of a sudden, 
you have your hands on another <laughs> man's <head>. Yeah. <laughs> what yes. do you remember about that moment? I remember look turning and looking at him and just seeing gauging his face and seeing that he was smiling. Um my husband that is. Um right. just because if I thought if he's not smiling then this is definitely going sour very quickly. And now I gotta like, ask, I gotta ask, not to interrupt you, but at the time you've got his cock in your hand. Had he already come <laughs> already? Um which one? Husband or bull? Your husband. No, not at okay. that moment. No. Okay, so you're sitting there, you've got this strange cock in your hand for the first time, <laughs> yes. and you, you you look at your husband's face, and he's got that, that look of wonder, like a child look on his face. Yeah. Um, and so that gave you the green light to, because obviously you're looking for any sign of any kind of trepidation in his face. Definitely, yeah. You're looking for any any shred of doubt or indecision or anything. Yeah. Okay, so walk us through what happened. Okay, you've got his cock in your hand. Your husband is basically his face is giving you the okay. So what happened? So that was then very much. It's like it's it's good to go. So having had that sort of reassurance, that was it. I then remember just t- sort of turning my back um, on him, on my husband, and just very much being in the moment with my now bull. Um, and I think the thing. I remember was just realizing how big this ball was. Um, as I say, I was pretty much, I was, I'd only had previous to sort of getting married to <coughs> other sort of sexual partners. So I was very right. sort of green in a way of sort of sexual experience. Um, so that took a while actually for me to just, I, I just enjoyed playing with a larger cock for a few moments and then that's when it sort of started. So he undressed me fully. I undressed him fully, the ball. My husband was still sat there fully clothed, <laughs> um, but playing with himself by now. And I remember I sort of initiated the actual sort of penetration. I literally climbed onto my ball's lap mm-hmm. and rode him. Um, so I sort of led that with lots of sort of encouragement from my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Um, actually found that a little bit off-putting in a way, hearing him sort of enjoying himself, um, as much as he did. Because I'm not normally a vocal sort of person during the act. Um, right. We don't tend to normally talk, although that's something that has changed now as a result of hot wifing. Um, but yeah, so... I was on top of my ball um, and I could feel he was getting close. And so I was very, very excited that I was going to win the competition. Um, <laughs> but then but me sort of, it, we basically ended up both having so much pressure on ourselves not to be the first to come that I think <laughs> we tortured ourselves a little bit, but it meant that it mm. went on a very long time. And actually, one thing that sort of took me by surprise is it. my husband was very much was meant to be in a sort of an observing position. He was meant to be the one watching. He wasn't meant right. to play. 
But I almost felt a bit sorry for him. So actually, at one point, I did go over to him um, and give him a little bit of attention. And again, mm. in that moment, it was... I mean, just... we're all adults here. You, you, you can say it. You went over there and you sucked his dick. Well, I played with it first. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but that was purely because I actually wanted to check that he was okay. Whilst he was clearly playing with himself and was making right. lots of oohs and ahs and very pleasing noises... I still needed to make sure that he was okay with what was going on, watching his friend fucking me. Um, right. And so I did, yeah. Then I took him in my mouth and sort of gave him attention. And then things definitely intensified because then the ball came and joined us. So whilst I had my husband's cock in my mouth, my ball had his cock <laughs> in me from behind. Mm-hmm. So... That was a new. So experience. you were van- so you were vanilla no more. <laughs> I I always said go big or go home. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you were ways. you were you were van- you were vanilla no more, and and that that is what we refer to as a spit roast. <laughs> yes. yes, which I I was being all I was informed and educated in that as I was doing it. Um. But yeah, that was very enjoyable. And that is actually when my husband then lost the competition. Okay. Now, when you were with his friend and his friend was fucking you, did he come in your pussy? No, on my back. Okay, you came on your back. And <laughs> yeah. how, how long did that session last? Like, did he, okay, he came on your back. Did you guys keep playing or was that kind of the end of it or did no, it continue we can't... after that? It did continue afterwards because at this point, um, my husband had come, he had come, and I was missing out. So I was determined to make sure that I wasn't the one left out of that party. Um, so it did continue afterwards. So I needed to be gratified. Right. <laughs> so, okay, so you have this life-altering experience. You're, you're now officially a hot wife. When yes. the sexual but, part of the night was over. I'm sorry, yes. go ahead. No, it, that was sort of always a bit of a, a running joke because I still wasn't claiming myself to have been a hot wife after him because if he was a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, so yeah, that became a bit of a joke between okay. the, the three of us and actually was what then initiated the later conversation about introducing someone who wasn't a friend. Right. Okay, so here's the question. Um, so it, the sexual part is done. Did he linger? Like, did you go back to just a regular night of small talk and joking around, or did he pretty much leave after the sexual part was done, leaving you alone with your husband? He left quite quickly, um, and it wasn't out of sort of awkwardness or sort of he felt like he needed to sort of run away. He left quite quickly because he wanted to give us some time to actually process what had just happened. Right. But it wasn't awkward. Right. As, it wasn't awkward at all, and I was sort of expecting it to sort of be quite awkward afterwards, being like, "Oh, we just did that," but um, it wasn't at all. We actually we did have another drink together, the three of us, mm-hmm. and then yeah, we did. We sort of we parted on good terms, um, and then yeah, it was sort of the reclaiming that I have now learnt. Um, right. In the hot wife sort of lexicon of things after he left. Okay, so he leaves. You and your husband have sex. Yes. You experience reclaiming for the first time. Yes. 
And so that was a new experience for you, you know, having your husband immediately after you've been uh, with another man. So for my listeners, how would you describe the emotions that you were feeling in that moment? I was very much sort of sated from um, what had just happened and a little bit sore because obviously I had just taken a, a larger man. But this was then where it sort of, for me, actually then did show the difference between fucking and making love because actually with the reclaiming, it was more about making love. It was, whereas it didn't lack passion, it was still incredibly passionate, but actually right. it, was, it was a lot more sensual and it was two lovers making love as opposed to sort of what was had just previously happened with two sort of adults who were fucking and it was right. purely for... Two, two college kids fucking in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, so, and this is a very important question because I know a lot of wives who do deal with this. The following day, or in any time during that night or any of the, the subsequent days, did you ever experience any level of guilt? No. And I feel awful in a way saying it, but no, I really didn't feel any guilt or regret at all. And even sort of now, now that I'm much further down the path, um, mm -hmm. no, I, I don't, I don't feel guilt because everyone is, we all know where we stand in everything. So even with sort of new balls, they know what the situation is. So there's no guilt because everything's honest. It's all sort of black and white it's out there for everyone we all know what what we're getting into there's no lies there's no deceit it's all honest okay so so basically your your relationship with your husband is it's almost like it's split into two parts and what i mean by that is you have everything leading up to that night and then there's everything after that night yeah so how would you contrast your relationship, your bond with him, the way that you two relate to one another, the way that you two talk with each other before that night versus after that night? I think now it's just so much more open. Like if there's, whereas before, if ever we were sort of talking about sex, it was always a little bit awkward and a bit cagey. It's it's completely open now. Everything is sort of there. There's no sort of neither of us hold anything back anymore. We're just very honest, and it's lovely. It's a great feeling. I sort of I know that I can tell him anything, and vice versa. And although we did sort of feel that before, as I said, it, there was more of a a sort of apprehension about it of not wanting to hurt one another by saying it sort of anything that we were feeling now is just very honest and very open okay so you definitely appreciate this newfound level of sharing and, and openness and connectivity you know how connected the two of you are definitely like, does that seem like a distant memory to you sometimes? Like, when you think about your life before hot wifing came in, like, wow, I can't, 
believe <laughs> that our sex life and that we like like we didn't even know what we didn't have yeah no definitely I really do I mean it's been a whirlwind sort of year but no we I think sexually we have both come so far um literally um in the last sort of 12 months well a bit longer than that now so let me ask you um because you said that you've even had you know uh, you know comments from you know people in your lives and everything yeah obviously this is not common knowledge like like people don't know what happened no but there is a tangible there is this tangible thing that people can see which is the level of affection that you two have for one another and the the amount of afterglow that you had (laughs) what kind of comments have you gotten from people as far as people who've noticed that wow you guys are a lot more affectionate than you used to be or you can't keep your hands off of each other or or even you like are you do you find yourself dressing differently now like carrying yourself differently like how has it affected you just in the you that the world sees pretty much every day like how are you different I think my confidence has changed like drastically as I've said I was always I used to be when I was younger very sort of a lot more self-confident I felt sort of a lot of pride in my appearance I sort of I felt sexy and then obviously sort of having kids and sort of the the sort of effects of work I didn't feel nearly as sort of sexy and I didn't feel as attractive as I had once and I knew that I wasn't taking as much sort of pride in my appearance I was a bit more sort of slack and I wasn't necessarily dressing as I should I was probably dressing a bit older if I'm honest um you had actually... a lot of like ponytail scrunchies and things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean I wouldn't go that far but yes um whereas like now I definitely I've, I feel more womanly and I feel a lot sexier in my own skin um, and a lot more confident like I say I share photos a lot of myself now which I never ever would have shared um, sort of prior and obviously everything's in my own sort of control nothing is shared that I don't sort of agree to um, first of all but it is still completely anonymous it is um, like nobody knows what it is and I th- but the one thing is we have been open with our friends. We have said that we're having a lot more sex. I just haven't obviously divulged that I'm having a lot more sex with different <laughs> men, <laughs> not just my husband. Um, okay, so I want to I ask you to contrast something to kind of put into relative terms that, that everybody can kind of understand. Yeah. Okay, so um, do you and your husband ever attend like sporting events at all or like like when he takes you to a movie, like action type movies, basically places where there are, are a lot of groups of guys that are gathered. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. Before all of this came along and yeah. say you had to go and do something, say you left something in the car or you walked to the, you had to walk to the restroom and there were a group of say four or five buddies sitting there talking, having a beer or whatever, and you had to walk past them. Yeah. Before all of this happened, what was your mindset like what what would go through your mind before you had to walk through or past that group of guys beforehand i would just i would sort of not even bat an eyelid i would just walk straight past them um and whereas now <laughs> i would probably wiggle 
a lot more as I walk past because I know that if I wanted to get their attention, I could. Um, and I could actually have them if I wanted to. So I think definitely, whereas I would sort of avoid groups mm-hmm. of guys, now I embrace groups of guys. Because <laughs> even beforehand, I'm sure when you walked past, they still looked and checked you out. But in your mind, you weren't even paying attention to that. No, I was oblivious to it. And you were probably almost hoping that they wouldn't check you out. Yeah. Definitely. Whereas now, you, you, you <laughs> welcome it. You, Definitely. Like you, say, you wiggle a little bit. Like, I, like your mindset is almost like, I know you're looking. Make sure you get a good look. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Let me let me stop and pretend I'm looking at something over here just so that you can get a, a full eye full. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> and that and 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 that in itself, I mean, I, I ask every wife that question because I enjoy hearing the answers to it so much. Like because it's it's one of the things that seldom gets talked about with regards to this entire lifestyle is the dramatic impact it has on a woman's confidence yeah where even an act as simple as walking to the restroom and walking past a group of guys whereas before you were almost wishing you could be invisible yeah whereas now you know you're you're like all right boys come on like it's almost like you welcome it like oh like you like if you have two ways to get to the bathroom where this way (laughs) there's nobody in your way and that way you have to walk through that crowd of guys it's almost like now you would choose to walk through the crowd of guys. Yeah. No, now I see it as a challenge. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's see what comments I can get. Yeah, and that, 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 that in itself, you know, I, I, I would never get tired of seeing it. You know, like I always say, you know, I, I love it when, you know, women come to my parties and I see them and, you know, they just got done getting fucked and they're walking around and they're, you know, getting a water or something to drink and they're either naked or half naked, but they're glowing. Yeah. You know, like they're, like they're actually glowing and you can see just how good they feel about themselves. And for me, the thing that's even more beautiful about it is these are women who under normal circumstances, they would probably be very body conscious. Yeah. You know, they may be older and maybe there may be some marks here, maybe marks from a, you know, a C-section or stretch marks or what have you, you know, you know, maybe gravity hasn't been too kind to the breasts (laughs) or whatever, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like it does not matter. Like they feel good about themselves. Their husbands love them. And it's just a joy to see them kind of prance and strut around the room, you know, head held high, shoulders back, just strutting. Definitely. You know? and, and like I said, that's one of those things that, you know, for whatever reason, doesn't really get talked about a lot. Yeah. with one of the, the effects of, of this lifestyle. Okay, so I was talking about the confidence that women feel. Yeah. Now, have, have you ever had any instance where a friend, a coworker, anybody has come up to you and said, wow, C or K, <laughs> you're so different now. Like, like, you know, you're like, they've noticed the difference. Yeah. Um, and, actually- go ahead. 
yeah no I've had it um on several occasions actually because I am a teacher so I work with predominantly women um and lots of them have sort of come up to me and sort of said oh you you look happy and it's sort of I've I speak about sex now a lot more with my sort of my girlfriends and I never than I <laughs> sort of used to um and I've noticed in the conversations more and often they sort of say oh well how how much have you had this week and I did once comment I said oh yeah only like four times this week and they were fizz- they were so shocked <laughs> they're like what you know, their jaws kind of hit the floor <laughs> they really did. again they don't realize that only one of those times was with my husband <laughs> but right. it, it has and I think they've noticed like I, I don't go to the gym um I would I've always wanted to but I've just have I'm that person who can't find the time but lots of people haven't even noticed that I've actually lost weight as a result of it and I think it is just where I'm looking after myself a lot more I'm obviously more physical um yeah you're getting to work out a couple times a week because I am I'm getting a a very physical workout Um, a lot of bending over and squatting yes yes. (laughs) I'm a lot more limber (laughs) but I have so it's it's had a like remarkable change on me like physically as well as mentally now let me ask you this and this is maybe not so pleasant to to talk about when you look at your friends and you're around your friends do you see the old you in some of them that you used to be definitely definitely and sometimes I always wish I could tell them because even a friend of ours actually sort of said oh we wish we could i wish that we my husband more like you and yours and i was like you don't know <laughs> but i really do um and it does it makes me sad because if i can't it does make me sad that i thought i can't share with them right, right. so but I, was, I was just kind of curious as to like you said it's like you're sitting on this fantastic secret and yeah. you you know, you know how much it would change their lives for the better. Yeah. You can't say anything. Definitely. You know, but you can't help them out. And you just kind of see them. Like I said, you see the old you. You see these people who are just kind of, they're going through life, but they're not really like living. You know, like, like for you every day, it's like colors are brighter, food tastes better, you know, drink tastes better. Like, like everything is just better you know comedies are funnier you know these are scarier you know like everything has just been heightened for you definitely and I think that's so true because if it's awareness I feel so much more aware of everything now even sort of mm. on like the train to a place I find myself I've always been a people watcher anyway but I find myself watching people so more intently now. and I can see the sort of the people who I can see where I see sort of the people who are being together and they're not actually talking to one another they're married but they're not talking to one another on the train and I think oh that was that really was me sort of we were almost like two passing ships um, mm-hmm. sort of there but not truly there and not communicating um and I do I think what you sort of described that is just a way everything that so when you and your husband are out in public, like if you're at a restaurant or a bar or something together, like obviously sometimes you go out and you'll see couples 
and they're barely talking to one another. Like yeah. Their phones or, or whatever. But you and your husband, when you guys are out, are you into each other more when you're out and about? Like yeah. talking? And... Yeah, yeah, we are. But the thing is, before, even before this happened, I've always been really lucky in my sort of relationship with my husband. We've always been, as I say, thick as we've always been really good. We've, we've, we've always spoken to one another. We've got all the same interests. It's, communication has never been an issue for us, but it's just now it's even freer than it once was. And we are all tactile with one another. It's quite nice. I now have a wing man to help me when I'm in places now I feel I have freedom to have a little rest if you will he often will steer me in the direction of that's a beautiful thing now I want to let my listeners I'm actually going to do something a little bit different with this uh with this interview we're going to bring your husband in you know so I'm going to obviously I'm going to have to split this interview up into two parts so for my listeners there will be a part two yeah. And the second part will feature uh, Miss K's husband, who is Mr. C. And I'm going to talk to both of them. But before I let you, before we shift gears into that, I do want to let my listeners know uh, you have a blog that you started keeping. Yes. And you know, just kind of let my listeners know to kind of tidy things up. You started this because you didn't really have that outlet of being able to share any of this with anyone. So it kind of gave you an anonymous way to kind of put it out there and kind of get it off your chest, so to speak, and let the secret out without having everybody in your inner circle know what you're doing. Definitely, yeah. And it's been so helpful for me. It's and liberating for me to be able to sort of share something that... I know I will never be able to probably tell my nearest and dearest. Um, mm-hmm. So that is why I decided to to write about it so that I can share it at least with somebody, even if it is a faceless sort of person at the end of a computer. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so on that note, because like I said, there are still things that I want to get to, but I'm going to save them for the second part of the interview when your husband is on there with us. Okay. So- I'm going to go ahead and end part one. So whoever's listening out there, you know, take this moment, you know, get a beverage, look at it as intermission, uh, (laughs) because I will be releasing both of these episodes at the same time. So you will be able to jump right from part one to part two. Uh, So uh, be patient with me. Let me go ahead and tidy this up and I'll be right back with part two. Okay. Thank you for listening to part one of my interview with Vixen. Stay tuned for part two, where I bring her husband into the mix and we get to learn more about this exciting couple. Thank you.